Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Janie Rod. From her polarizing portrayal on Netflix's hit TV show Indian Matchmaking, Aparna Shewakramani became an overnight ambassador for women. Aparna is currently on sabbatical with her first book. It's called She's Unlikable and Other Lies That Bring Women Down. And it's coming out this March on the 22nd. Thank you, Aparna, for sharing your story with me on the podcast and giving us a little preview of what types of themes we can expect in your book. It was really lovely getting to know you, and I wish you nothing but the best with your book and all of the other journeys that are ahead of you in this lifetime. Hi, Aparna. What's on your mind? Hello, I am very excited. I am working right now on um, the finishing moments before my book comes out on March 22nd. It's a lot of the event prep at this point and the marketing, and I am enjoying every second. Is this your first book venture that that you're doing? Yes, she's unlikable. Wow. My first book. It's a memoir, something I never thought I would write in my 30s. Um, but it's um, basically my rules to living an authentic life. It's 11 chapters, originally 10. And then last minute, right as it was about to be finalized, I thought there's one chapter left in this. So now it's my 11 rules to living life. To give a little context, I know the world kind of got introduced to you through Indian Matchmaker. How does that kind of, how does this book relate to that journey that you went on or, or is it something that's com- completely separate from that? Yeah, the book was actually born out of the conversations that came from Indian matchmaking. Um, it was an interesting season one. It came out um, with a, a small following that grew and grew and grew. We were in the middle of a pandemic. It was July of 2020. Um, wow. And it was an interesting wave that kind of um, crashed down on me, my very polarizing figure on there. Um, And I thought it brought about interesting conversations about women and about feminism, about sexism, about misogyny, but also the show in general brought about conversations about heightism, casteism, colorism. And I touch upon all of these in my book through the anecdotes and stories of what made me me. Because from the show, I got tens of thousands of DMs of women all over the world. You know, this airs in over 140 countries. And that was their main question. Well, how did you become like this? Like, we see you and either we love you or we hate you. But how did you become like this? And so the book was telling the story of me. You said this is your first book venture. What was it like, like taking that story of who you are as a person and and putting the pen to paper? Um, I've always kind of been a writer in my own right. Um, I took like every writing course at my uh, university and I was thinking about applying for my master's in creative writing and actually ended up going to law school instead. My writing teacher literally hugged me and cried. She was like, you're making a big. And so when this book was happening, I actually messaged her on Facebook. And I was like, I think you were right. It took I took a detour, 10 years of being a lawyer, three years of law school, but I made it. You know, I made it back to my home and my roots in writing. And so for me, it was an interesting process. It was kind of kicking back to like this very um, unused muscle in me, which is memoir writing. And I enjoyed it. It was painful at parts too. I don't want to ever minimize that. I think you really, to explain your story to others, have to process some parts of your own story that you have not thought about or together in your mind. Um, But it was a rewarding process in the end. I moved through it quite quickly. Um, So in nonfiction writing, for those of you who have not written a book, because I had, I didn't know this, you write a whole proposal um, and that's what you submit to publishers. And so a lot of the book was written 
written within three months of the show coming out. We submitted the proposal by, I think, October and November of 2020. Remember, the show came out end of July 2020. Yeah, yeah. So while I was working full time as a lawyer and doing press about seven to eight hours a day, I was also working on this nonfiction proposal and obviously uh, trying to juggle social media. It was a exhausting three months, um, but it was rewarding because when the proposal went in, um, I knew the direction of the book already. You have to outline the whole every chapter, write three full chapters of the book beforehand. And so the writing process of the actual book was quick. It was about, I think, 18, 19 days. Um, and I wrote the whole book in that period of time um, because I had that proposal that I had already yeah. kind of had in my hand. So nonfiction writing is a very interesting two-part process. And I think for me, it actually works quite well that way. Yeah. And I really appreciate you kind of talking about the challenges too of processing your own story and writing at the same time I mean, all the themes that you talked about, I mean, those can be heavy to talk about misogyny and sexism and colorism and, and the caste system. I mean, I, I, I'm a Indian woman myself, so I know that those are really heavy conversations. Um, as you were exploring your story, whether it was through the show or through the book, were there any things that kind of surprised you and, and things that you were like, huh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing these things differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I write this whole chapter about being the daughter of a beautiful woman and how that affects women um, and how it affected me personally. And I actually came to the conclusion while writing it, which I had never actually concluded so clearly before, that I was very blessed. I call it the um, ugly duckling privilege. I truly believe I was privileged for not being as beautiful as my own mother. Um, because in a way I was freed and um, from society's expectations of, of what a beautiful woman's worth is in her looks. And I was allowed to explore my education and my interests, my drive, my ambition, my uh, ways of expressing myself. I love my clothes. I mean, it, not in a vain way, but I love the expression yeah. of myself in my clothes. And I think that was a privilege. And, and I never had articulated that to myself the way I had to in a chapter where I talk about it. And I talk about that relationship with my mother because of it and how I actually never faulted her for it. You know, I've done some press now and people are asking, like, did you did you feel resentful of it? And I was like, no, because it was my mother. It was not my sister or my cousin that was prettier than me. It was the person that I, my whole life also thought was beautiful because it was my own mother, the way we all think our mothers are beautiful. Yeah. Mine was also objectively very beautiful. And so, um, I think it was, it was an interesting chapter for me to write. It was about my relationship with beauty, with her, with the community that, you know, put those standards in us and in the ways that I freed myself. And that's just one example of the processing I had to do for one chapter of the book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it sounds like writing this book was also just an, an experience for you yourself to kind of revisit your story. And it sounds like it was just interesting for you. Oh, hi, puppy. <laughs> He's very clingy. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. What's his name? Oh, say hi. Hi, Bo. Oh, my goodness. All right. It's time for a quick break. This is Jay Schiffman, host of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. And this spring, I have a new show dropping. It's a documentary serial-style podcast called Choose Your Struggle Presents Made It, Season 1, Stay Savage. It'll tell the story of Sarah Laurel, who bounced back from struggling with addiction to found the recovery, housing, and harm reduction outreach nonprofit Savage Sisters in Philadelphia. You won't want to miss it. So search for Choose Your Struggle wherever you get your podcast, or go to chooseyourstruggle.com. And let's get back to it. In terms of you now putting this story out there, 
What is something that you hope readers will gain from reading your story? You know, I thought about that when I was writing it. I thought, you know, that for those moments of imposter syndrome, why should a woman in her 30s write her memoir? What a strange time to write your memoir. And then I thought about the television that we were presented with. It's a lot of women in their early 20s, you know, beginning adulthood, uh, shows like Girls um, that where they're exploring the messiness of, of new adulthood, of, of being in your 20s, of graduating college, of the mistakes you make. And then we see women in their 50s and 60s um, reinventing themselves after a divorce or a death of their significant other or some other thing. But we don't really see the stories in between. What about the woman in her 30s? Um, and what about the South Asian woman or the woman of color? Why are there no memoirs on my shelf about that? And could I have benefited from those myself? I think the answer is yes. And I want to be part of the collection that's growing out there, people who are starting to write those stories. Um, I don't know if mine is more important or less important. I don't want to really rank it like that. I just want to say it's a part of the conversation. Um, you know, I, I did quit my job in law around um, the time that I submitted this book proposal. I don't think it was connected. I was just burning uh, too many, uh, both ends of the candle, I would say, um, with that schedule I was telling you about, you know, the the press plus the social media plus the full-time job plus the writing of the book. And the thing I skimmed off my fat was my stable job as a lawyer. And it's been about 15 months now and I am no longer a lawyer. And that came with a lot of sacrifice of stability of um, how the society perceives us as successful um, as uh, you know something that I feel guilty that maybe I went to school for three years and gave it 10 years and then I just walked away um, most days I don't feel that way, but it creeps in, you know, um, I've entered uh, the writing world, um, in full force and it's a hard one to grow, especially when you're in your thirties and you have expectations of where your career is and where it should be. But for me, it's been well worth it. And I think, um, it's a journey I'm, I'm continuing on the book stops randomly at a certain point when I stop writing, but my life continues and the lessons. Continue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, even though, you have this book. The book represents a chapter of your life. Um, it represents the chapters of ages, you know, one through in your thirties and, and who knows, maybe, maybe you will bless us with more chapters in, in the future, but, um, I'm really excited to read your book. You said it comes out, um, in March. Can you talk a little bit more about the release and how people can, can find your book? Yeah, so the book comes out March 22nd in the U.S. and Canada and is available worldwide on Amazon. And it's called She's Unlikable and Other Lives That Bring Women Down. It's um, it's available. It's there. And then it comes out in India through HarperCollins. So it'll be available all throughout India and in bookstores and Amazon on April 11th. So it's a two-tier, multi, multi-country release, if you will. Um, and I'm excited to do tours. I will be touring through Houston, New York, and LA here in the U.S. and throughout India in April once the book comes out over there. So for me, it will be a real opportunity to to meet the people, you know, to meet women who are younger and looking for their way, who are my age, who are older. You know, I think this is a story about grit and resilience and perseverance, but it's also a story about the things that give us that. So about grief and loss and um, the way that we perceive all of these really heavy topics that come along with being a woman of color or a South Asian woman in particular. So hopefully my hope for this book is that it resonates with people, even though it's my story, it's in a way a universal story um, of, you know, who we are and the things that we can achieve and the people that we can grow into from our experiences. 
Absolutely. Well, I foresee myself completely resonating with the words in in your pages. I think even just from speaking to you again, all of these themes that you've mentioned, you know, we've been facing them since we were children. Um, it's, it's nothing new. And, and if anything, maybe hearing another person's perspective and experience can not only feel like you're not alone in that, but also maybe offer some interesting um, things to say, you know what, you experienced that, but in a slightly different way. And that also is a valuable experience. And, and I think it can really just grow that community of, like you said, women of color who we've we've been dealt our cards and we're going through life and and, and we're all doing a great job. And yeah, it's a, it is a story of collective resilience for sure. Mm-hmm. And I hope we have a whole bookshelf one day quite soon, you know, of all of yeah. these stories and mine is just one of them. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's been so great connecting with you. Um, I want to give you a chance to, to shout out any, you know, places that people can follow up on your journey, your social media. So where can people find you, Aparna? Instagram is the best spot. So it's at Aparna Shuakramani, my name. And um, that's a good place where I kind of like sometimes reflect on my musings. I take you through the book journey. It's still ongoing. I try to be as transparent as possible there. You know, we have difficult days, we have moments of triumph, and I try to share them and celebrate them there so that we're all also creating that space so that we can all do that for ourselves and for our loved ones and our friends on there and our communities that we're growing there. I think it's a very powerful place. So feel free to follow me there. Find the book um, at your independent bookstore on Amazon, Barnes Noble, basically anywhere. Google will tell you where to find it. And uh, (laughs) yeah, hopefully you'll be seeing and hearing a lot more from me this year. Absolutely. And, and, you know, actually, as you said, hearing that, that made me uh, think, are you going to do an audio book version of your book? There is an audio book. Yeah, I've already. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. So you actually have to try out um, for your own audio book. And if you are a bad reader or do not have a voice, I guess that works. Um, you don't get to read your own book. So oh, wow. I and I got it and um, I did the whole audio book. And it was the first time I had read my own book from cover to cover because I wrote it in, in chunks, like out of order. Like I think I wrote chapter eight first and then nine and then one. And so it it was interesting for me to sit down and word by word read my own story. I think now I have a newfound appreciation for all the audiobooks I've listened to, especially the memoirs um, where people are telling their own story. It was a beautiful experience to do it. And um, I'm excited for other people to hear it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aparna. Um, I hope people continue to follow your journey. Um, So if you haven't, uh, Indian Matchmaker is on Netflix. You can watch Aparna in season one and grow to love her and then follow the rest of her journey um, with her book coming out on March 22nd. Uh, You can get it worldwide, Amazon, and of course, visit your independent bookstore and get your book. Thank you, Aparna. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, till next week.